Hello, this is The Daily Tech and today I'm sharing some more tech news with you, like always. So the first one's quite interesting if you haven't already read it or you're listening. New study finds Xbox players are more likely to be toxic than PlayStation users. This is quite interesting. So, a new study's found that people who play Xbox are the most toxic gamers. So, this research was conducted by Top10Casinos.com which worked with professional psychologists to administer what is known as Bus Perry Aggression Questionnaire to almost 1,000 gamers. The study looked into the habits of 964 people, exploring which games and consoles appear to be linked with the angriest behaviour. So, there's a little chart here, which has, it's a bit hard to read, uh, Battlefield, I think that's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, FIFA, Animal Crossing, um, I can't read that, it's probably really easy, I can't, anyway, Minecraft, Fortnite, again, I can't read that, Pokemon, um, Sims, I can't read the other one on the top of that, Angry Birds, and, can't read the one below that, and it shows that the people who play Battlefield, uh, have a physical aggression of 0.572, which is the most, so, Battlefield has the largest, uh, kind of angriness, um, aggression kind of thing. It's quite interesting that Minecraft is quite high on the list. In fact, higher than Fortnite, which is interesting. Because you would think that a more peaceful game like Minecraft wouldn't be as, like, um, as hostile as Fortnite. Even though you can kill things in Minecraft, Fortnite is based around killing, but I guess uh, it's just how it is. So, okay, and then there's more data down here, um, which the graph shows here kind of thing. Uh, so it has Xbox, computer, phone, PlayStation, and like a Nintendo console. So on Xbox, uh, physical aggression is 0.541, uh, verbal aggression 0.634, uh, what one's that? It says up here. Anger, uh, 0 0.5, uh, 0.526, and... Um, hostility uh, 0.624 uh, versus a PlayStation which is like 0.529 physical aggression, 0.609 uh, 606 for um, verbal aggression, uh, 0.523 for um, I keep on forgetting what anger and 0.598 for um, what would it be hostility which um, is obviously lower than the Xbox, which is weird. You wouldn't expect that, right? I don't know why you wouldn't expect it to be. You wouldn't, uh, there isn't much difference. I mean, it's a bit... I guess people who like to be angry at each other like Xbox, I guess. It's a bit odd. Uh, so, for Nintendo... I'm not going to go through all of these. I'll do Nintendo, though, seeing it's another console. Uh, 0.452, which is significantly less... Uh, for physical violence, 0.567 for verbal violence, which again is like quite a bit less. Uh, 0.460 for um, anger, and 0.548 for uh, hostility, which is lower again. So, if you're, I guess, the more like chill gamers playing Nintendo, I guess. Uh, phones are about the same as the, yeah, phones are pretty much like the same as a Nintendo console and computers 
again are about the same, maybe a little bit more under verbal aggression. Yeah, so they're just a little bit more on computer. So this is an interesting thing. Uh, so it's technically official now that um, Xbox players are the more angry players. So, so if you're an Xbox player, you've been going on at like PlayStation players for being um, not very for being aggressive, pretty much. Uh, you might want to stop. Um, yeah. So it's definitely odd how that works because. I mean, again, it's more just what they decide to choose. It's it's nothing about you, mainly. It's just a little bit higher average for angriness. Of course, most of the time, you're like the... It, no one's different. No one chooses each console for that reason. It's just... It, that's just how it's turned out to be. That's just It's kind of like a roll of the wheel kind of thing. But I'm pretty certain Nintendo is like the no. Actually, uh, if you play on a phone, then you are just absolutely great. Uh, but if you're playing Minecraft on a phone, you might need to uh, limit it down a little. <laughs> I'm joking. No, so it's still interesting though the fact that Minecraft is actually quite a bit higher than uh, things like Fortnite. I mean, you wouldn't expect that. You'd expect Minecraft to be like a nice piece of game. For most people, it is. But I guess some people get angry and annoyed when like things happen, especially if you're playing um, Hunger Games, stuff like that. Of course it is expected that Battlefield and like Call of Duty um, is nearer the top. But it's not by much, like the bottom game on here uh, for physical aggression is 0.416 and the top one, which is Battlefield, is 0.572. So, not too much difference there. Right, okay, straight on to the next article. I've, again, done way too many articles, but I think it's enjoyable anyway. Uh, so the Apple Watch 6 and iPad Air 4 are more likely uh, for a September the 8th unveiling, which is tomorrow, um, obviously. Of course, today's the 7th. So, of course, the Apple Watch 6 and iPad Air 4, um, which I've talked about both of them, so go and check out the previous podcast until you find it. Um... So news sources added their voice to the mix, saying that they believe it will be landing on Tuesday, which is quite interesting. So according to Leaks Apple Pro on Twitter, the company is set to make an announcement on September the 8th. Uh, this is against what I thought. I thought they could be coming out in October with the iPhone uh, 12, but I guess that's wrong. Uh, the source even provided a time, which we can kind of guess anyway. 11am uh, Eastern, 4pm, I don't know what that is, and yeah, okay, I'm not going to bother. Um, all I know is that one's Eastern. So, the date matches with it. What John Prosser, um, another Twitter leaker, uh, pre previously um, leaked. And kind of guess. So, got a video playing here. Might turn that off. So, um, I think it. Okay, um, Prosser says the announcement we made um, earlier at 9 a.m. Eastern. But I mean, that could be. That could change. On the day itself, there's a tweet here if you're on YouTube. Um, so Apple have previously confirmed that a new iPhone will be delayed, though. So we kind of know it will be um, October for that. So I think it's um, nice that it'll be coming out tomorrow. I guess they didn't want to delay it any longer because that wouldn't have helped them at all. So I guess this is uh, quite interesting. Okay, short one there, but I mean, good to know. Uh, I'll talk about. 
both of these, um, or probably one in and one, but um, I'll talk about both of these when they do come out, about the specs, how they are, uh, things like that. Uh, so, new Lenovo Macro uh, Killer obliterates the Apple Workstation rival with similar components for 70% cheaper. Which is said in this article uh, by TechRadar Pro. Ooh. Um, saying how it's possible is because Apple charged way too much of a premium. Again, we've got another video playing. Okay, so the ThinkStation P340 Tower PC is a new workstation from Lenovo. Obviously, it's not as aesthetically pleasing as the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro does look uh, really nice, but it is much cheaper, so that's better. Uh, you can customize the ThinkStation to feature the same specifications as the entry level entry level workstation from Apple, and use the code P45 off at checkout to even slash the price even more. Uh, of course. Uh, this um, tech radar, tech radar make recommend. Um, I'll just say what they recommend anyway. Uh, for the Xeon W one twelve seventy P CPU, which runs cooler and has higher base and turbo clock speeds than the other Xeon chip found in the Mac Pro. Uh, Thirty two gigabytes of DDR four ECC RAM and Nvidia Quadro RTX four thousand video adapter with eight gigabytes of GDDR six. Um, memory uh, VRAM. So the base unit contains a 256GB PCIe SSD with Opal technology. It was a 500 watt power supply unit, uh, keyboard and mouse. It even delivers dual M.2 PCIe storage with RAID, a standard, which is obviously quite cool. So Lenovo also offers a three year on site warranty which isn't an option with the uh, even more expensive uh, Mac Pro uh, which can be extended to five years uh, which is very good with next business day repairs which is also helpful. The order totals about $3,409 uh, which is... Uh, no, 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 so the order... Uh, the coupon brings it down to $1,875 which is roughly £1,400 which represents saving nearly 70% um, of the Mac Pro, which is uh, amazing. You can buy three of these things with a faster CPU and GPU for the same price, which is crazy. Uh, there are some weak spots for this computer, though, like it doesn't offer Wi Fi or Thunderbolt. Um, wi Fi isn't so much of an issue, but Thunderbolt is. Some people do like that. Uh, there's no more options than 128 GB of memory. Uh, 2TB SSD or dual GPU configurations. Oh no, no, yeah. Which I guess is alright for most people, but I mean, maybe not 2TB SSD. So I think this is a cool computer to be fair. There's a little picture of it there, if you can't see it. It looks like a standard computer to be fair. I think if you need lots of these, obviously this is what most companies are going to go for, and this is definitely giving the Mac Pro um, a bit of competition. Even though the Mac Pro looks nicer, most professionals aren't going to care too much. Most people don't care about looks. Especially if you're kind of a professional but don't spend way too much. Of course, this is 70% cheaper. Which is crazy cheap. Um, compared to that. Obviously, it's pretty expensive. Anyway, I think this is probably going to be recommended over the um, Mac Pro. Apart from you're not getting Thunderbolt, as I said. 
but you can add, I believe, um, Thunderbolt cards to it. But it, that's just something to keep in mind. Also, Wi-Fi, I don't think it's too much of an issue, uh, because most people will be using Ethernet. But I mean, if you do want Wi-Fi, just in case, say like all your Ethernet ports, uh, all your Ethernet breaks, so I don't know, um, you'll have Wi-Fi. But I mean, it's not too much of an issue. And again, you can add a card for that anyway, so it's not too bad. Oh yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a lot more popular. Alright, on to the next one again. I really need to cut down these. It it's too like short and stuff. I I've said it every time. Anyway. Huawei expects 30% less orders for the Mate 40 smartphones. Of course, this is probably quite expected. So, of course, the Mate 40 is expected to arrive in the following weeks. Um... So the predecessors of like the Mate 30 and Mate 20 were introduced in quarter three as well, so this is expected. However, reports from Taiwan are, are the Chinese manufacturer. Um, they've lowered the component orders uh, to providers by 30%, probably because they won't be selling obviously as many phones. Uh, these are some renders down here. I think it looks quite cool. I might do some leaks on the Mate 40 as well. Uh, seeing as I haven't talked about that, I don't think. So, um, in the image, it looks quite good, I would say. So, of course, I think most people can guess what the issue is, uh, why they wouldn't want to get this phone. So, of course, the company usually unveils its latest Kirkin chipset at IFA 2020. But now the conference in Berlin, Germany is over with no platform in sight. Uh, they did have an online keynote, but it was more of a statement. So, of course, I think one of the reasons why... Uh, so, back in June, Huawei was reportedly aiming to sell 8 million devices. Uh, not sure if that was before they've limited the thing or not, so... Anyway, so I think one of the reasons why they're expecting 30% less is because of the issues that Huawei are having, especially in um, the US. Because... Um, Play Store got banned off it, which of course is a big thing, and no people don't really want to, not trust necessarily, but like want to rely on their um, current app gallery because it hasn't got everything that you want on it. Of course, Play Store is much better uh, because it's been around longer, and it's what everything uses really, apart from this phone, like an iPhone, pretty much. So you can see a bit of the concerns there as well. Also, again, just a controversy surrounding Huawei. Maybe not so much that, but I mean, like, what's happening with them right now, it would be a bit um, risky sometimes to buy their phones. So, it is um, very tougher, Huawei, as well. 30% less is quite a lot, so... Yeah, it is a bit annoying for them, obviously. So, like, it's interesting, though, that uh, this has... Uh, limited their stock, so yeah, it could have um, not have done that, and they would have been fine, but it has, so, yeah. Right, Google working on upgraded dark mode for maps, of course, dark mode is the newest thing, especially with these OLED displays that we're getting a lot, let's oh, see. Of course, OLED um, saves a lot of battery, so... Like when the pixels are turned off, so of course you want a dark mode, especially if you want to save battery. So, dark mode um, 
uh, really coming in like everything. So of course it's always a surprise when the major app hadn't got one. That's kind of the case when it comes to navigation in Google Maps. Of course for a while it's had the option to dim the display and use muted background colours while you navigate, um, having after set the route. But no overall dark mode hasn't arrived, so like if you're scrolling through like this picture shows, um, you wouldn't, there's no dark mode. So a bunch of strings involve a range of possible dark mode settings, including the option to use a dark theme, a light theme, <clears throat> or to default to your phone's system-wide settings. So that's also helpful. Um, so it will be good too, because people who are using this at night really don't want the bright screen shining at them, of course. You want to save batteries some people as well, so I think this is good. Uh, it's definitely helpful that they're going to be adding this. Um, you know, especially if you don't want to have a bright screen sh shining right at you uh, as soon as you try to navigate somewhere. And I, it is a bit of a surprise to me even that this hasn't got a dark mode. You would have expected it to by now. So it's good that they're working on a dark mode, and I think it will be a very welcome feature. Right, two more to go. Uh, I think we'll go for this one. Close on this. Okay, so PS5 price pre-order and release date um, is happening this week. Which, um, a lot of stuff's happening this week, it seems. Uh, we've got the Apple stuff coming out, and now we've got this. Uh, there we go, my scrolling things working again. Um, so the PlayStation 5 price uh, pre-order details uh, have been waiting to be announced, and now they're going to finally happen. So despite the rumours of a November launch, the exact PS5 release date uh, is going to be revealed, which of course it hasn't yet. And of course the price as well, which um, and when they can pre-order, that's also helpful. It looks certain to change uh, this week though, seeing as uh, uh, Sony celebrates the anniversary of the original PlayStation style. Uh, Sony will reveal the PS5 price and pre-order details during an online event on September the 9th, uh, which is two days from now. Uh, the date is significant as it marks 25 years since the original PlayStation launch in North America. So of course it's a big day for them. So I think it will be, um, what would you say, like, it would be fitting for them to um, launch it then. Uh, in addition to the PlayStation 5 price pre-order and release date details, uh, they're expected to showcase the console's user interface, which of course is stuff people want to see. Because it's always nice to be able to see a new interface, like we're expecting. Of course, you would expect a new interface. PlayStation Now is also going to be featuring heavily in the event, uh, because they want to make it more available, they want to make it more popular, seeing as it's what I think they're trying to aim for in the future fully. Uh, of course, so this is going to give us a lot more gameplay from it, uh, user interface, a lot more hands-on, like lots of more hands on them using it so you can see what it looks like a bit it's a bit more used so you know what you're getting. I think that's helpful as well. Because before you pre order it, no one's gonna really have done it on YouTube, you won't be able to watch anything, you'll be going off that. So the more they do there the more uh, pre orders they're probably gonna get. Which is good. Um the time good event has seemingly been confirmed by a UK retailer simply games. Uh, according to emails sent out to customers, the PlayStation 5 will be able to pre-order any day now. 
So this is uh, definitely good that it's finally going to be getting the price, like finally getting the price of this, because I mean, we really want to know what the price is for everything, you know, all the accessories, uh, stuff like that, the actual console itself mainly, obviously. So I think it's good that it's coming out this weekend and not uh, waiting until later. I think it fits as well, and I think that's cool. Right, okay, and now something to do with the Sony, uh, Sony Xperia. Um, you'll either love or love this new um, Android upgrade news. So, owners of the very latest Sony smartphones, such as the Xperia 1, um, 2, I think that is, uh, could soon get some vital Android news. According to a new report from Japanese website AndroidNext.info, Sony is um, poised to announce that it's planning to keep its new phones updated with the latest Android releases for up to three years. It's quite big because, of course, with Android, a lot of the time some people don't receive updates, or some people only receive like one or two updates. So, of course, the next three year of updates, especially when you're buying these premium phones. So, that's something Android and kind of their providers always have an issue with. With iPhones, um, they've had update; they get updates for years. Like three years is even quite small for an iPhone. For the fact that, like, the iPhone um, SE could be a good, uh, the iPhone like success. That got released with iOS 9, I believe it was, or iOS 10, I can't remember. One of those, and it's been going for at least three, no, so we're getting iOS 14, so either. Yeah, like four years, and we think it could even get another year after that. Which it, and has it? Yeah, so it's been getting it for about five years, pretty much. So, I think, of course, that's near its end of its life. But, I mean, for the fact that sometimes Android might even get one update, uh, I think is not great. So, I think it's good that they're finally improving this one issue. Uh, this also means when you buy these premium phones, because Sony's phones aren't exactly cheap, so of course you want their phones to last a while. It's unclear where the report on um, Xperia originated. The site states that the new Xperia 1, 2 and rumoured Xperia 5, 2 will get updates all the way up to Android 13. Which of course is like three Androids away. I think that's Android 11. Yeah, so Android 11 has been announced. I think given that Android 11 isn't available to download quite yet, it just shows how much longer your smartphone will be rocking the latest and greatest features, which of course everyone wants. Uh, it's not all good news though. So some of the more recent um, Xperia smartphones won't be so lucky. So according to a report, smartphones including the Xperia 1, Xperia 5, and Xperia 10. Um, two kind of thing will only be upgraded to Android 11 and nothing more. That's a bit of a shame. You're at least like an Android 12, but I mean, guess you've got to deal with it. Uh, it's not so bad, but things get worse for Sony Xperia 10, Sony Xperia 10 Plus, Xperia 8, because there's a lot of Xperia's, uh, Xperia 8, Xperia 8 Lite, Xperia X Z3. Uh, and it's been suggested that the device is stuck on Android 10, which is awful. At least Android, like, uh, again, 12 would be nice, but I mean, even 11. So this is a bit of a shame. It's a shame that they couldn't do this for everything. Uh, so we'll have to wait to see if Sony confirms this rumour. Um, of course, there's a few busy weeks ahead. Because it's thought that the Xperia 5... Is that like two lines meant to be a two? I'm going to say two, because that's what I think. I don't really know much about Xperia phones. Uh, so of course, the Xperia 5... Uh, it could cost around £699, which is quite a lot. Which is almost half the price of it, it's still quite a lot, and you want your phone to be 
um, updated for all. I think this has gone more into leaks of that phone, so we'll leave that. Might do a video on that as well. Uh, podcast. So I, th I think this is quite good. You know, at least it's getting to like even though all these phones will drop support. I think that's fine as long as in the future. I know it's still annoying. But I mean, in the future, if this is happening even for four years, that could start being the case. I think it's a good improvement that's definitely needed, and I think this is a good way to start. Although it would be nice if they could update their other phones for longer. I guess they can't, so... Anyway, yeah, so that's that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do consider subscribing. Or if you're on things like Anchor, Spotify, uh, follow it so you can see all the latest tech news by me. Anyways, have a good day.